It's the Beelis Daily on the new 105.5 Sports, live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios here in Auburn. My name is Aaron Morse, filling in for Maddie B on this Wednesday morning. And Coach Dave Wing in studio with me and happy to have on the phone right now from Bruins Daily, Tim Rosenthal. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore Tim Rosenthal. He's the managing editor of Bruins Daily. Find them on Twitter as well at Bruins Daily. And Tim... Nice 6-3 win for the Bruins against the Blackhawks last night. Uh, and that's their third straight victory. So things going fairly well, winning five of their last six as well. Yes, uh, fairly well for them. They've had a little trouble finishing teams off mm-hmm. beneath them in the standings, however. You looked at this weekend against the Canes. They blew a 4-2 lead um, against them in the third period and to fourth, uh, ultimately won in overtime. And then... Um, you look at uh, Tuesday night where they um, had a nice 4-1 lead, and then uh, Chicago scores two quick goals uh, to make things a little bit interesting before they um, before the Bruins uh, put the game away. So they still need to work on finishing teams off, but I think um, I also think uh, Tuesday was a good sign in that they didn't want things to uh, get away from them too, too much, especially with this uh, West Coast trip coming up. You know, we've been asking you all year. <laughs> Pretty sure you won't have to answer this anymore. Uh, still a lot more trade talk. Mm-hmm. What do they need? Whatever. Of course, once they have this little flurry of winning five out of six and whatever, people start saying, oh, maybe they don't need to do anything. You know, so what's the chatter and what are you thinking? The chatter is uh, kind of picking up over the last week or so, especially with the trade deadline coming up in just 12 days from yes. now. So. You only got one more show after this to ask me about trades there, Coach. So I uh, uh, hope you have all the your questions ready for that. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, you're looking at the uh, names still on the market. Wayne Simmons, uh, Artemi Panarin, Chris Kreider's even on there. I saw him last week in New York. I thought he, uh, he uh, given his uh, size, his speed, and his um, – ability to shoot the buck, puck and create plays, he would be a good fit on that crazy line. I think um, Tanarin would as well. Simmons is a dream that Boston fans definitely want to want to have. I think he's been on their radar for quite some time now, and he's on his last year of his contract. But again, Philly's on a bit of a roll here. I don't think they'd be, they might not be inclined anymore to uh, trade a piece like that and maybe go for and, and, and maybe just a uh, Go for it this year, see where he lands before having to make a decision on him next year. And then some other names, Jacob Silverberg of Anaheim. They've yep. been um, in a major slump recently. The Bruins are playing that. Just fired Friday. their coach. <laughs> yeah, they just fired their coach as well. So he's a, again, he's a rental, though, just like yeah. Simmons. And just that like makes me nervous. Yeah, it makes me nervous. Yes. A little nervous, especially after the Rick Nash trade last year, which is why I think Chris Kreider, if he were available on the market, he's got two years left on his deal. At least you have him for this year and next, and you can put your decision um, the following season if you want to re-sign him long-term. But uh, I also think if you look at Panarin, if you can sign him right away, go for it. He's the cream of the crop, I think, at this year's trade deadline would give the Bruins an instant upgrade. Not just uh, on the second line. You could play first line minutes as well. So if you want to move Pasternak back with Krejci, you could do that with the, by adding Panera. And, of course, it's going to cost the Bruins a lot to get him, but I think it would be well worth it. So are you thinking 
The chatter's been first they wanted a wing to go with Krejci. Then we've heard they need a third-line center. What, what is it, what's your sense for what you think they need? I still think, well, think they do need a top-six winner and a third-line center as well. They can, if we can uh, kill two birds with one stone there, I think he'd be uh, pretty successful. You look at another guy, Charlie Coyle. He also has term. He's a local guy out in Minnesota. I think he'd build that third-line center role to a T there. So, I don't know. I, I do think he's definitely... Uh, his major priority is to get that top six winner first and foremost, but I also think you need that need at third line center. Yes, Trent Frederick, he's been up. He's shown yep. some flashes of uh, good play, but he's also been a little inconsistent as well, just like any youngster would be in that role. He's not playing a lot of minutes, so you wonder at this stage of his development if he's better for Providence or if he's uh, better to try to stick it out in uh, Boston for sure. Tim, do you have any any sense for why the Rangers let Spooner go? It wasn't working out, and I know they had a one-for-one trade uh, in Edmonton with Strom, and then you look at what happened in Edmonton before the Shirelli firing, he put Spooner on waivers. So I, I, I thought he deserved a little bit of a leash, but um, – I, I didn't think he deserved that short of a leech either. I know it wasn't panning out, but I thought the Rangers were at least tried to excuse me, try uh, try try to see what they had with uh, Spooner a little longer. I mean, he's nothing ventured, nothing gained. I mean, he he is available, right? Is he still interested in playing hockey? Or uh, he is down in the minors right now, but I don't see the Bruins trying to grab him now. Uh, it seems to me that. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter behind the scenes about the some of the sponsors uh, sponsored a dinner that quite a few of the Bruins went to, and that's when Passanet got hurt. Yes. It, it doesn't sound like... <laughs> yeah, so, that's exactly uh, what Don Sweeney said yesterday during his press conference. I, you know, and this one came out of the blue, let's just say that. But uh, with or without Pasternak, they still... It doesn't um, impact the need one way or another of trying to get a top six winner. Yet it still came at a very odd time. At the same time, I was really impressed with how the team stepped up yes. in its absence. You look at secondary scoring. For once, that wasn't an issue. You had Jake DeBrusque back on the board. You had Danton Heinen. He's blossoming uh, a bit over these last few games playing with Marcian and Bergeron. You saw Jake DeBrusque get back on the board. Krejci get a goal. So... I think um, I think this was a good step in the right direction, for sure. But uh, still, at the same time, they do need that help for the long run. One game isn't going to cut it, as we all know, in an A2 game slate, slate let alone come to postseason. So are we thinking, I mean, the, the hint is that they were all drinking and that he fell down or something like that? Is that what you've heard? I've heard that. I've heard other that just slipped and ball, fell. On the along. ice, yeah. I. I cannot confirm one way or the or another. I wasn't there, but just from what I've been hearing, um, there might have been some alcohol involved. Not to the degree where uh, trouble was coming. Don't get me wrong, sure. but yep. just to the degree that they just had a little fun. That's all. Sure. Uh, what else do you see on the horizon? We talked about the trade deadline and what the needs are. Uh, seems like the goaltenders have been more up than down. Uh, anything else that's caught your eye that we need to know about? 
Well, we saw Yaroslav Halak, speaking of goaltending, I think the last two starts he's uh, looked more like the guy at the start of the year, which is an encouraging sign. Rask, I, I don't think he was as sharp against the Blackhawks. He's been sharp, though, um, yes. uh, prior to this. So it's just a blip on – it might just be a blip on the radar screen. He has tended to struggle a little bit in March, but that's where you have Halak, right? I mean, he's going to need to spell Rask at some point, and you hope the Bruins have enough distance anyway from a postseason spot where um, where they don't need to worry too much about teams creeping up behind them. Because I, I honestly think the Bruins are in a pretty good spot right now. If they finish second, they have home ice. If they finish third, they have a pretty good matchup with Toronto and Montreal. But if they finish in that top wild card spot, I like that matchup with the Islanders in the first round as well. So, and then you go have, and then you go through the uh, uh, Metropolitan Division in the um, playoff bracket. There, your second round matchup if you beat the Islanders would probably be Washington or Pittsburgh. I think that's more favorable to them, even though they've had their struggles against those two teams. I do think that's a more fav- those are more favorable matchups than going against the Lightning in round two. Okay, so Tim, explain to our listeners. So the the first three teams in each of those divisions, uh, yep. numbers two and three play each other. Yes. And, and, then, and if you're a wild card, if you're the first wild card, you play whom? You play the team, the division winner with the fewest amount of points. So in this instance, if the Islanders who are leading the Metro division, yes. the Bruins mm-hmm. would go to that bracket. The other wild card team is from the Metro Division. They would actually cross over to face the Lightning, who have the best record in the East. So, if you're one of the wild card teams and you win, then you play the number one team. Uh, if you're so, essentially, it would be one eight. Eight is the yes. It's the uh, bottom wild. The card. bottom wild card. Yep. And then the seventh seed is essentially the second wild card team. But at the same time, there have been. Years where that second wild card team has been better than um, sure. the top team in the uh, division there. So and yeah, I remember Pittsburgh being a team that and went quite a ways in the playoffs because they were a wild card team. Yeah, yeah, so you never know. Exactly, in Nashville, same thing a couple of years ago too. Yeah. Now, have they been as good as they uh, we expected them to be? I'm sorry, what was that again? Is Nashville as good as you? we all thought they were going to be? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're getting guys back healthier. They added to their uh, core. They had Brian Boyle um, in a trade. They added Cody McLeod in, to shore up their bottom six. Uh, they're pretty skilled from top to bottom, especially on that blue line, and they got some good goaltending. They'll be in for a long run, uh, but don't. The one uh, matchup that could be problem for them, a big problem for them, is Winnipeg, and they would, uh, since they're in the same division, they'd probably meet in round two. Yeah, yeah. I got to be honest with you. I'm not sure. I think I voiced this before. I I don't happen to like the playoff format. I I like figure out who's you know one through eight and play in irregardless of Metropolitan or Atlantic and just let it go. But I suppose. Yeah. This this creates much more rivalry, certainly at the top of the bracket. Yeah, for sure. But I, I like the old format better. Yeah, there me too. There was something about an eighth seed going upsetting a top seed sure. going on to make a playoff run like the Oilers did. There was something uh, about the Calgary Flames a number of years ago being the top uh, three teams in the uh, Western Conference to go on to 
the Stanley Cup final. I think upsets meant more. You had fresher playoff matchups. Yes, I know you saw Boston and Montreal a number of times in that <laughs> format, but at the same time, you had a lot of fresh matchups, and you could you could easily um, have rivalries from them. Look at Chicago and Vancouver. They faced each other three years in a row in the old play, playoff format, and that, for a while, was one of the better rivalries, I think, in all hockey. So, I, at some point, they'll relook at this, especially with Seattle coming into the picture. You'll have 32 teams, and I think at some, I do think the 1827 uh, format is much, much yeah. better. And I think, uh, I think popularity is going to dictate that they'll go back to that at some point, whether it's in the next um, CBA agreement or not in a couple of years. I don't know, but. At the same time, I'm kind of head-scratching a little bit over this playoff format, as we um, just mentioned, the current playoff format. Tim, Aaron uh, Morris is from Seattle. I'm very so. excited. I finally will have an NHL team to root for because I'm from Seattle, and I only root for my hometown teams. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> hey, Tim, remind me now, because it's been a while, uh, if they went back to a one and one through eight, uh, the number one team certainly is the number one team. Now, mm-hmm. let's say the number one team in the other division would be third or fourth. They don't actually put them third or fourth. Don't they put them second? Yes. And yes. then the so others the fall in. Yeah. winners would get the top two seeds. Yeah. I think, okay. Yep. Just want to check so we'd be and sure we you know. And would reseed in the second round. Yes. Very good. All right. He is Tim Rosenthal, the managing editor of Bruins Daily. You can find it on Boston.com. Find Tim on Twitter at underscore Tim Rosenthal, and find Bruins Daily at Bruins Daily. Hey, Tim, what do you do when the Bruins season's over? Well, I do. I go to the Cape and I vacation. All right. <laughs> nice. I mean, yes, I do. Uh, I, I will do some assignments here and there. They sure. do have a rookie camp, and um, July 1st is the big free agency day, and you've got the draft. But after that, I'm free. Nice. <laughs> well, yes. Home stretch, I suppose. You, I, you'll have earned it by then. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I keep tell, trying to tell myself at this time of year. And it's a long season, certainly. Well, Tim, thanks so much for joining us today on the B-List. Really appreciate it, as always. Yeah, thanks, guys. And I think we're going to have to schedule a field trip for Aaron when... Um, oh, yeah, I think so, Oh, too. when Seattle comes to Seattle. Boston, I will be there for sure. <laughs> and vice versa. I'm, Seattle's on my bucket list. This season, oh, right. So now I have an excuse to do that. There you go. All right, Tim, thanks again. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, Bells.